0: Hey everyone, welcome to Hope Parenting Projects. I am your host, Joanna. For those who are new to me in this podcast, I just want to reiterate, and you can check out the first one, um, which was sort of a meet and greet, that I am a licensed counselor. However, I have created a coaching platform for parents and children and families um, more because it allows focus on growth mentality than it is like a pathologizing or a clinically labeling of common patterns of frustrations that parents face. Um, again, I am a parent myself. So one of the reasons I developed this platform was to kind of do a sharing um, just drawing upon my work from the last two decades, working with kids and families and parents specifically, um, but also kind of interweaving my own journey in this. Like, we can have all the knowledge base in the world, and it, it doesn't mean that things go seamlessly. Like, parenting can be very tough. Today, I really wanted to talk about cultivating empathy in our children. Um, I think sometimes there's, uh... An assumption that children <laughs> are born empathetic. Some some are much more connected and perceptive in that way, and others aren't. But that doesn't. It's it's not a better or worse. It's just it's just how it is. Some children are just very attuned, and some children are less so. All children are quite focused on their own needs, um, and that's just pretty developmentally appropriate. It's not an indication of anything other than that. So one of the things that I like to remind parents is that it's sometimes hard to remember that when we're dealing with kids, we're not dealing with fully developed brains. We tend to view everything through our sort of adult mindset and um, some things can worry us because we see patterns and we think, oh my gosh, is my child just incredibly selfish? Um, or sometimes we tend to minimize the struggles of children because we've already surpassed that we forget that and like maybe their four years of life whatever it is that they're responding to sometimes in what we deem a heightened way is more representative of the fact that it's a big deal for them in their four-year life And that's where they're at skill base wise, right? So sometimes we need to be mindful of our expectations of our children um, and our expectations of ourselves so in developing empathy. This isn't something that is just innate to children. Like I said, some some children are more connected to this and some aren't. Um, But we can really grow this and we can grow this through multiple ways. The first is cultivating um, normalcy around discussing emotional impact. So What this means is you, as a parent, offer the safest relationship for children to learn these, to learn empathy, to learn these patterns. Um, What I encourage parents to do is to reflect back the emotion experienced when children do something. So if they hit you, to tell them that it hurts your feelings or it hurts your body. If you observe them doing something, um, let's say they have a sibling, and, and that sibling cannot reflect that. to to reflect that on the behalf of the sibling. So if someone pulls hair or says I hate you or says something mean to say, hey, I noticed that you said blah, blah, blah. Um, Are you aware that that can be very hurtful? Um, It's very obvious to us at times, but you have to remember again that children sometimes don't project the consequences. They don't necessarily think I'm gonna do this and this could result in blah, blah, blah. So sometimes we need to help teach that, teach the social skills, teach the empathy, um, because it's sort of more like it falls out of their awareness there they might be very focused on expressing what it is that they're wanting or needing um, trying to trying to obtain that like if I'm angry and I want the toy I'm gonna grab the toy I might even pull hair during the process so it isn't always intentional they're not always thinking oh I'm gonna be mean um, But we need to be really mindful of the wording and our response system to when kids do this because if we don't label it for them, if we don't necessarily help them understand what's happening in the moment, um, we can use a lot of wording like calling, like, hey, that's mean to do that, or we can give directives, but they don't always learn what they need to from that dynamic. So what I always tell parents is try to call out and reflect what you think the child is experiencing. Questions like, hey, seems to me like you're really angry right now. Um, one, giving them emotional awareness of self can cultivate empathy and the ability to sort of attune to other people's emotional response systems. But sometimes children have a hard time even understanding what they are experiencing in the moment. So first thing is to model and reflect what you think the child is experiencing on an emotional level. It seems like you're really frustrated. Then I would address any sort of behavioral patterns. Like, hey, it's okay to be angry, but it's important, you know, we can say it's okay to be angry, but in this house we don't hit. Hitting hurts. Um, if a child does something directly to you, you can say, hey, I feel really sad when you call me stupid. I feel really, my feelings are hurt. I feel, you know, I feel angrier. I'm feeling frustrated right now because I noticed that you're not listening. And the I statements are really important um, because you are owning your own emotional experience, which means that it's okay to have one. Two, you're modeling that it's okay to give voice to it. And so we can use language versus behaviors to express it. But three, children see everything as a reflection of themselves. So it's a nice way to kind of own your part of the dynamic and not put it on them. Um, And this works for adults too. Like it's really important that we own our emotional experience. I'm feeling this, not you are making me feel this way, it's I'm feeling this way in response to what you're doing. And that lowers defensiveness. Um, but it, it is helping children to understand the emotional impact of what it is that they're choosing to do in that moment. Um, one thing to be aware of is children do what you do, not what you say. So if they And they are often way more perceptive and aware of you than you are giving them credit for. But if you're having a bad day and you might find that you're more snappy um, or you're more quiet or more aloof because you're trying to manage your stuff and you don't want to quote unquote put it on them, they already are aware of this. So what I often tell parents is, hey, if you're having a bad day, say you're having a bad day. Say, hey, today I'm feeling kind of sad. Today I'm feeling kind of stressed. But don't go into any great detail. Like it's not... You know, parents think that they have to withhold this information um, and buffer the children from their own experiences. But the reality is, again, children are aware. Children might actually think it's about them if you don't verbalize what's going on. But you're not dumping by simply acknowledging your emotional state as a parent. You're dumping if you're telling them, hey, I had a bad day at work. My boss is an ass. This is what happened. Like, yeah, no, we don't need to be doing that. But you can say, hey, I kind of had a tough day mom is, you know, mom is just feeling kind of tired. Mom is feeling kind of sad, but I can do my skills or I can do things to take care of me because the child often might attempt to try to make you feel better. Maybe they bring you your their favorite toy. Maybe they try to feed you. You know, there's different things. You'll see that. So you can always acknowledge and validate that they want to express love and empathy, but it's not their responsibility to make you feel better. Um, So like I said, you can say, thank you. Thanks for bringing me water. I really appreciate it, Um, but I'm okay. Like I'm going to take care of myself. I'm just gonna rest so I can feel better so that they know it's not their job to do that. But also don't shut it down. It's a natural part of a relationship. If someone loves you, of course, they're gonna try to show that and children do this too. Um, And just because they did that doesn't necessarily mean they're falling into thinking that they're responsible. You can always make a point to state that. But like I said, you don't have to shut down their caring behaviors because that is actually part of empathy. But you're teaching them kind of appropriate boundaries that you can attend to people who are having an experience, but you're not responsible for making them feel better. But you can show love to them in that moment, which is a really great thing. Sometimes with older kids, this really pops up a lot with peer stuff. Maybe you observe them um, making choices that you know is probably causing hurt or harm to another person. Maybe they are reporting, observing an incident like maybe they've watched people bully. what I what I would, What I I think is really helpful is sometimes in parenting we think that we have to address everything in the exact moment, but I, I think more than anything processing with children sometimes multiple times is really helpful. So let's say they come back and they're talking about a fight with a friend and they're focused on how they're feeling hurt, but you notice some of the things that they did that probably contributed to hurt on the other side. What I would suggest is always validate the emotional experience of your child before you're going to ever give feedback. If you're saying, "Hey, I bet that sounds really, like that sounds really stressful. I bet that really hurt you that he/she did this," and then I would, you can use these these moments to kind of coach and say, "I wonder, I wonder how you would have felt. You said that you called him/her stupid. I wonder how you would have felt if he if that person called you that or if." and, and kind of help them see it from third perspective. Sometimes, again, they get locked into what they're wanting, and they don't see it like that. Um, so reflect it, don't judge it, don't criticize it, but asking questions is really great with kids because you kind of ignite their thinking brain. So they kind of like, they might put them, so the, the goal of say, reflecting, you know, what, I wonder how you would have felt if someone called you stupid, or if if someone did this to you, what might you feel? A lot of times they're able to tell you that, but they haven't actually attached that emotional experience to what they did. They're like, again, they're feeling angry, hurt, so they they're sort of this. I don't want to call it self-righteousness, but there's this tendency to rationalize why we did what we did because we're really focused on our emotional aspect of that journey versus considering the impact. So that's another thing to say. Hey, I wonder how you might feel. If someone did that and then what I also encourage is don't tell them what to do ask them how might you handle this differently in the future or what might have been something else you could have done and get them to start thinking and what you're doing is you're getting them to start to wire their brains not only are you practicing sort of like projecting forward problem-solving skills like you're helping them wire their brains And rehearsal, them envisioning these things and what they might do actually increases the odds of them doing it. Um, That is the way that their brains are built. So actually not just providing them the answer but getting them to kind of provide you with the answer is very helpful because the other thing is is if they thought of it, they're more inclined to follow through with it. So everything can be a teaching moment. Um, Just because you weren't able to correct in the moment doesn't mean that they can't learn from the experience. And one of the best teaching moments too i think that we as parents can model is owning our own mistakes um owning and doing repair if we've ever felt that maybe we mishandled over responded to a situation involving our child this is phenomenal like this is sometimes we fall into these Spaces of guilt and shame and we beat ourselves up and um, but this is a great time to lean in in your relationship with your child and really say, hey, you know, you you can come you can circle back all the time. You never if you mess something up, if you feel like you flubbed it or whatever, you can circle back just because it it's like you feel like you moved on doesn't mean you can't go back to that situation. And I would actually encourage you to do so. Because If you can go back and talk to your child and say hey you know what i noticed that i was really angry maybe i was really tired whatever and i feel like i was too harsh with you i yelled at you and i'm sorry if i hurt your feelings it's phenomenal one it clears that incident with your child um two you're modeling ownership of making a mistake three you're modeling how to repair if one makes a mistake how to verbalize that we maybe did something that we later regret and how to to apologize. Um, we need to, as parents, model this behavior. You will see that your child will reflect almost verbatim what you do. They will come to you. They will give you a hug. They will say sorry. They might even acknowledge the impact. Um, and it's, it's great. So even our own mistakes we can model empathy and repair we can empathy where is the empathy in this we're reflecting what we know is probably the likely impact on them if we yelled if we were short if we were distracted if we whatever um we can take ownership of it and like i said we can reflect what we think the impact was even even if it wasn't that they will tell you well it didn't make me sad it just made me mad okay cool then you know kind of what happened and you can attend to that like i'm really sorry I'm really sorry that I made you angry. I'm really sorry that my yelling, blah, blah, blah. I'm really sorry I was distracted. I know this was important to you. Um, Maybe you felt hurt and ignored. So again, what we do in our own relationship, how we own our own mistakes, is a huge platform to teach empathy um, and emotional intelligence in children. All right, so I feel like this has been a little bit of a rambling, um, but these were just some general guidelines to kind of consider. Um, My biggest encouragement is to really evaluate your expectations of your children. Really look at what are you modeling in your own behavior. Look at ways to really coach use of emotional language. Um, like I said, this can be through reflecting what you think your child's own emotional experiences, like saying, "I see that you see you seem really frustrated. I see that you're really angry. You seem sad today." By using your own emotional experience, like "I'm feeling kind of frustrated right now." Um, processing and coaching incidences and helping kids kind of process and be able to talk to you in a safe manner, like about things that they've done. Where do they? What? What were they feeling? What do what did maybe their choices, what's the impact of their choices on other people? What are ways that they could handle similar situations in the future maybe in a way that would make them feel better than the other person? Um, and just doing a lot of processing. Don't despair if you don't see this in your children right away. Like I said, sometimes this is something that needs to be cultivated. And um, some countries, this is actually, like they embed this in their school systems to really talk about um common social stressors to really talk about how the different players involved in situations might feel um and to talk about ways to communicate in a different way that is probably more balanced and healthy they we as adults probably would have greatly benefited from this ourselves um, we're not always taught this directly because I'm a counselor and I do coaching I've been training communication right so um, but for my own upbringing these were never skills that I learned I had to learn these skills to teach these skills and it can be hard and practice practicing really um, helps create these new patterns of behavior like we have to do it over and over and over so Just because you talk about it once doesn't mean that your child is necessarily going to replicate it. It doesn't mean that they're going to transfer contacts. Like, allow them the space and time to rehearse and rehearse and rehearse. There's a saying that neurons that fire together wire together. So you are literally through these repeated processing, this repeated modeling, creating new neural networks in the brains um and where they're at developmentally can impact their ability to enact these so be patient kids under 4 have a very difficult time emotionally regulating um because their brains just not set up to do it consistently um midbrain teens preteens they might fire sometimes their brain might fire in that way sometimes and then other times no um and this is you know neurotypical kids so there isn't anything that might be hindering their ability to read social-emotional cues. Um, so think about us as adults. Like a lot of us have a hard time dealing with our own emotions. So sometimes I feel like it's easy to get frustrated with kids. I know as a parent, sometimes I find myself frustrating with my child and almost yelling at them to stop yelling. And then it's just sort of like, what, what the hell is going on here, Joanna? You know what I mean? Like it's Like it's time to reset. Um, Look at the fact that I'm struggling. Look at the fact that my expectations are almost that my child's supposed to be doing a better job than I am in that moment. So all of this is a learning process. But these, like I said, these are just basic strategies to consider when wanting to kind of cultivate empathy and emotional intelligence in your kids. So hoping this is helpful. If you have questions, feel free to write through my webpage with any topics that you would like for me to do. I have quite the list I will be posting um, on a hopefully weekly basis. I don't, I spend most of my time in sessions, so you'll have to bear with me if this isn't a highly stylized production. Um, This is again just meant to be an offering, but a lot of my time is committed to actually meeting with people um, and managing my own family time. So I hope you can appreciate the raw (laughs) content of this. If you are looking to book a session or, like I said, want to ask a question through my website, go ahead and check out www.wholeparentingproject.com. The links are below in the episodes and on the description of the podcast. Wishing you a great day.